Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the Huddle. My name is Damian Miller, and joining me now is my co-host, Michael Phillips. Michael, it's only been a week this time, not two months. How are you feeling? Uh, really good, honestly. Like I said in the last episode, it's actually great to have this be routine again. Yeah, it kind of threw me off because it, it's routine, kind of. Because we're recording on a Monday now instead of a Sunday, so it threw off my routine just a tad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but having it part or having it be a weekly thing rather than not being on a two month hiatus is pretty nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially because football is almost have started. You know, we're getting a whole bunch of news coming out of them as well. So. It's really nice to finally be able to, you know, see the game in action that we've been talking about for like three months now. Yeah, it's finally coming together. Uh, You know, the second is the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Just to put that in perspective, it is the 30th today. So I'm hyped. Yeah, just just a couple more days and preseason football is in our laps. But before we get into all the football talk, Michael. Tell us, how was Warp Tour? Oh, it's phenomenal, man. Uh, just to give you a little perspective about how intense it was, at the end of the day, I was tired of walking, I was sore, I had no voice, and I had a cut on my nose. Oh, were you in a mosh pit? Uh, several. Several? Who, who all did you see? Because I saw that... You like I saw you met the drummer for three and stuff, but I didn't see like who all you actually saw. Okay, the ones I cared about seeing, uh, I saw falling in reverse. Um, okay, three oh three asking Alexandria. Um, asking Alexandria, not that good live. I've heard. Um, that's the one thing is like, I've heard ever since Danny got clean, they sound like shit. That's really <laughs> well. I mean, Asking Alexandria has a new lead singer now. Well, no, no, it's it's Danny Warsnop. No, it's it's some or is it? I don't know. I didn't pay attention because it was it sucked. <laughs> yeah, um, because what happened was Danny left the band. They got some Dennis guy for an album, and then Danny came back. At least that's what I know. I don't know, but I I mean I liked them. I wasn't a big fan, so. Uh, we the Kings was great. Three hundred three was phenomenal. I went crowd surfing at three hundred three. There you go. Um, Grayscale was pretty good. Uh, There's a couple other ones. Uh, Mayday okay. Parade. Uh, so you went for like all the, all the pussy rock bands. Uh no, there's a couple of ones when I first got there that I didn't really like record because my phone, uh, like I didn't see a point because I didn't have any uh data. But there was one band I can't think what it was called. It was the first band at the um uh monster main stage i can't think of what it was but it was actually really good and okay uh, and then i watched a little ice nine kills as we were leaving because they were one of the last bands uh were they one of the headlines um like the headliners of like that that day of the tour they they were okay yeah um, you didn't like them no i liked their music because i listened to some on the way there they were okay live Oh, yeah, we when okay, so when me and Ash went and saw them, um, their amp was giving them a hell of a time. So, like, Spencer, the lead singer, had to pretty much do a really shitty stand up comedy routine as they figured out what's what was going on with their amp. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and uh i mean they sounded okay um i me and my buddy were moshing during the last song but like they they were just having audio issues when we saw them so i'm hoping that i'm able to see them again at some point in the future and where it's actually good <laughs> yeah i mean they were good they were better than asking alexandria live in my opinion well i would hope so but all right, man, let's get into the football talk. You are back to being the main host of this podcast because last week uh, I took over the reins and I didn't like it for football. I will definitely <laughs> do it when it comes down to wrestling, but for football, not so much. <laughs> yeah, last week was just an off week for me, so I kind of just let you take control. But now I am back and I have a lot to talk about. But before we get into anything training camp, Anything yes. with uh, rookies signing their contracts, whatever. We're going to talk about Terrell Owens. <laughs> oh, oh, is there news about T.O.? It's not really news. There, uh, how do you say this? Former coaches and former teammates have really come out and talked about T.O., how he really is a uh as a person oh okay and it's basic to you know um insane cocky, player arrogant. cocky you know <laughs> uh but insane insane player crazy work ethic that was like the biggest thing um obviously when uh the mooch St- steve mariucci fun fact i used to live in where uh he grew up um when nice. when the Mooch first got there, uh, T.O. wasn't starting. Um, uh-huh. He was typically like the third receiver. But after or after he became a starter, when he, before he was a starter, he was the nicest person. Always a gentleman, always saying, yes, ma'am, uh, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. But the moment he became a starter and became the great player that everybody knows him to be, he became cocky. Okay. So basically – I mean. I read a bunch of these. I didn't obviously I kind of just skimmed through. Um, He is just very emotional, very passionate, very cocky, but he was a star player. So that kind of uh, makes sense. I guess you could say, Um, I know personally, I know some people that really didn't like T.O. as a player only because I, uh, I got in a conversation with this older gentleman at a, a uh, McDonald's the other day um, because he's a family friend of, I guess some distant family of mine. And they, he saw on the Facebook, I quote, um, (laughs) that I'm, (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love when it's referred to the Facebook. (laughs) Uh, He saw that I was going to school for sports casting. So he asked me my opinion on to and not going to the hall of fame ceremony yes and i basically said i mean he isn't it's obviously an honor to be inducted into the hall of fame but it's to to has always done something out of the box he's not gonna do he's not gonna be traditional so i mean there's not really too much you can do about it and he said that he hated to as a player and this this older gentleman is a cowboys fan Mm-hmm. He hated T.O. as a player only because he doesn't like it when football players are cocky and arrogant, which I understand. Yeah, 
but how does this I, man watch football now? Like that's my yeah, question. Yeah, that that was that was going to be my question too. And um, to to catch people up in case they aren't fully aware, Terrell Owens isn't going to the Hall of Fame ceremony um this year, even though he's being inducted. Um, he's choosing to skip out on the Hall of Fame. And granted, that is his prerogative. That is that is what he wants to do. Um, I, I just pulled up the quote because yesterday he finally gave the reason for skipping the Hall of Fame ceremony. Did you read this? Uh, I did not know. Okay, so this is a this is a quote uh, from Terrell Owens through TMZ. So he gave an interview to TMZ and he said, what I will say is that my character is something that I will always defend. That's what happened the first two times around with the Hall of Fame. When you got the media over the course of my career that habitually told lies and obviously the media and everybody else, even the writers, that really started to factor in the character issues, that's what it's mostly about. Uh, Owens also added that he would have attended the ceremony if he had been inducted on the first ballot in 2016. He, uh, he is quoted as saying, had I been inducted initially, then yeah. Then the second time came around, and it didn't happen. In terms of the criteria, the bylaws, and what it takes for a guy to get in, when it came to me, other things came into play. And for me, that doesn't bode well for me. End quote. So, I mean, listen, I agree to an extent. Um, I, I agree with T.O. because you know what? He's right. I, as an Eagles fan, when he came to Philadelphia, I loved T.O. Mm-hmm. I thought he was I thought he was arrogant and cocky, but he, he produced on field. Yeah. And that was what I was that's what I was mainly worried about. But I will say that at the end of the day, your character does matter. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there are guys in there that have character issues, but that's the same for any Hall of Fame. Like the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah, granted, it's a complete joke and it's run by Vince McMahon and nobody else, but the WWE Hall of Fame will never induct Chris Benoit. Why? Because he murdered his family and killed himself. Yeah. That, so it that, doesn't wow. it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't matter what you did in the ring or on the field, it doesn't or on the court. You can do you can be the best player. But at the end of the day, if you do some, if you, if your character issues cause a problem, then that takes away from who you are. There's a reason Chad Johnson, because Chad Johnson's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? I don't believe so. So if Chad Johnson's not in the Hall of Fame, he had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. However, however, did he get in? No. Yeah, that's just so. Yeah, just because you had a Hall of Famer career, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, his he he just came up for nomination this past year. He was the he was the only Bengal uh, that was nominated for the Hall of Fame this year. All right. Um, so Chad Johnson has incredible numbers, but he had character issues as well. Yes. So, at the end of the day, yes. When you look at it, T- Terrell Owens has had a Hall of Fame career. Do I love him as a player? Absolutely. I love the cockiness. I love the arrogance. That is something that I like because it brings flavor to the game. However, with Terrell Owens' off-the-field antics, that does get factored in. 
And yes, it, it could be seen as a slap in the face, but that's his choice. He, he doesn't have to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony, and he's not. So he's standing by, he's standing by and defending himself, and I respect that. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, can't really say too much about it. So uh, getting to actual football news with real players you're actually going to see on the field. I mean, T.O. wishes he could be back on the field, but. Now, damn it. Hold on. He could still make a run in the CFL. Okay. I meant the NFL. We are American. Okay, well, <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> Johnny Mansell's American and he plays in the CFL. Bitch, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's obviously uh, training camp season. Uh, yes, it is. It's it's a great time, but it's also a bad time for some players right now. Uh, especially for the for the Panthers, uh, recently signing Ross Cockrell. Um, this Cockrell. last <laughs> this, well, this last off season, uh, he was carted off the field. Uh, with a broken leg, he will be getting surgery after fracturing his left tibia and fibula. Oh, what, ha- what happened was is that uh, he collided with Tory Smith uh, in the end zone, and oh. the moment he came down, he started screaming, "My leg is broke." Uh, oh. apparently practice ended right there. They were done. Told everybody to leave. Uh, well, not. They didn't say everybody go home, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, get off the field. Yeah, get off the field. We're done for the day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was expected to compete for the starting job beside uh, James Bradbury. So with this loss, um, they really are kind of screwed, honestly, at the corner position. Uh, they have Dante Jackson, Corn Elder, and Lorenzo Doss. There's no big names within that list after Bradbury. Um, do you know if any of them started a game last year? I want to say Corn Elder, but I could be completely wrong. Okay, so that's going to be a big thing. And, like, I was seeing the um, the Carolina Panthers pop up a lot because later on in this episode we're going to do our AFC and NFC North predictions. Um and I was seeing the Panthers pop up a lot because I guess the NFC North plays them a lot this year, or the one of, AFC or NFC North plays them a lot this year. I can't remember which ones, but um, so they're going to have a tough time because they have James Bradbury, um, Kevin Seymour, Cornelder, uh, Cole Luke, and I mean. Cap, uh, Captain Munnerlin, I mean, he's decent. Like he's, he's decent. That's the that's the key yeah. word there. Yeah, they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of big names, but they have a lot of young guys, and that's the biggest thing too. Is can you rely on these players that don't have a lot of experience? Um. I will say this, though. So every team goes through these phases, right, where you're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of young players um, coming through and you're going to have to integrate them. Every team goes through a rebuilding phase. Even when Tom Brady 
is done swinging his big dick around, you're going to have the Patriots go through a rebuilding phase because they're not going to be able to rely on Tom Brady anymore. Every team will go through it. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is right now, the Panthers are going through it on both sides of the ball. So normally you have a nice balance where it's like, okay, there's a lot of guys that are veterans on offense. Now we can focus on our defense and floating them through. Our offense can kind of carry it. But right now, they're in a process of getting everything switched over. I mean, at the running back position, you have Christian McCaffrey, who's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL, but still, it's only his second year. Cameron, Sart- uh, Cameron Artis Payne, who is still young. I mean, he came in in, what, 2015? Um, so he's still young. And he doesn't have – like, he has potential, but he's not going to blow you away. Um, Devin Funches still hasn't lived up to his hype. Um, you have freaking uh, Mose Frazier, Jarius Wright, uh, Demir Bird. I-, I mean, there's a lot of young guys at the receiver position. You have Cam Newton, who still doesn't read a full playbook. Um, and then you have Julius Peppers on the defensive line. And that's pretty much it. So, and Dontari Poe, sorry. Um, Luke Keekley, can he stay healthy? Um, Thomas Davis, again, can he stay healthy? And he's getting up there in age. So it's, they're in this weird position where a lot of the guys that they have aren't exactly great yet or were great and on their way out mm-hmm. outside of cam newton and christian mccaffrey but this is only mccaffrey's second season so will he hit a sophomore slump uh he didn't really have a insane rookie year either no but i mean how are you supposed to have an insane rookie year when the whole offense is put on your shoulders exactly I mean, cam newton <laughs> Cam Newton has a lot put on him. That's the one thing I will say about Cam Newton. That kid is talented, and he has had a lot thrown at him since coming into the NFL. Oh, yeah. He was literally their franchise cornerstone. Yeah, and they are just now building a team around him. I will never understand the decision to get rid of Calvin Benjamin. I still question it to this day. Like, that was your receiver. That was his receiver. That was his guy. Yeah. So why would you get rid of him? Especially when Devin Funches is your number two. Like, that, that is a massive drop-off. Massive drop-off. It really is. So it's – I don't see the Panthers doing very well this year, but we'll, we'll discuss that when we get down to, to the NFC South. Well, uh – I guess my thing is, um, well, yeah, we'll see how the Panthers do. Obviously, they probably won't do that great. Um, I saw a report, uh, like I've seen multiple times this offseason, that the that T- Tyrod Taylor, I apologize, I cannot talk today. I was on the phone with Damien earlier. I couldn't talk for a full 30 seconds. <laughs> but, it's okay. Words are hard. It, yes. <laughs> what is English? But, yeah. I saw reports, like I have multiple times this offseason, that Tyrod Taylor is the Browns starter. Well, I take a little trip over to NFL.com. 
one of the main articles is that Hugh Jackson said Baker Mayfield is exceeding all expectations. Um, I, I, I will back up the Tyrod news, though, because Bleacher Report came out with one today saying that Tyrod is the starter going, going forward. See, and I know I read, I read the same thing from Bleacher Report. I got the same alert on my phone. Um, and Hugh Jackson has said that. So I think for Hugh Jackson, he's a very confused uh, coach right now about who his quarterback really is. I don't think he's confused. I think he's actually brilliant because now he is able to – here's the thing, right? So earlier in – earlier – or, yeah, earlier in the week, it's fucking Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last week, at the end of last week, uh, Friday, maybe Saturday, I got reports coming in on my phone from, like, NFL Mobile – and everything that Des Bryant might be going to the Browns. Yeah, I saw I saw those reports too. That was on my list. <laughs> um, so Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield. What's more intriguing, Tyrod Taylor for a year, where Hugh Jackson, who is a quarterback coach, like he can coach a quarterback. There's no question about this. He gets to just mold Baker Mayfield for a year, right? Tyrod yeah. Taylor goes out there and plays great, whatever. Um, let's look at this wide receiver core for a second. Just just humor me. Jeff Janis, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry, Damian Ratley, who was a six-round pick this year, mm-hmm. Richard Higgins, Evan Berry, Antonio Callaway, uh, Damari Scott, C.J. Board, Blake Jackson, and Derek Willies. Of of all of those names, five of them are rookies this year. Did you say Josh Gordon? I did not say Josh Gordon. For some reason, he's not listed on the depth chart for um, a, the site that I use called Our Lads, and that was as of July 3rd. It was updated today. So did Josh Gordon get traded and we don't know about it? No, he's still – he's missing – he's currently missing part of uh, training and stuff like that. He's seeking help for something. His, off, his off-field problems, he's getting help with that. Yeah, okay. So here on CBS Sports, uh, Browns received some surprising news on Monday when Josh Gordon announced that he wouldn't be showing up for the first part of training camp. Yeah. Overall health and treatment plan. Yes, that's right. I did read that. So he's he's focusing on himself, which you know what? Good for Josh Gordon. Yeah, finally, honestly. Finally, he is able to is able to address the fact that he cannot do this by himself and that he needs help. Good for Josh Gordon. Get healthy. But we will talk later on about like I said about the AFC North. I think the Browns are going to surprise people. I really do too. To and I've said this cuz it's obviously a running I don't want to say meme, but it is a running meme now that the Browns are the worst team in the NFL. It has been for years. Yeah, and I mean, let's just – okay. Let me just bring this up here. These are their starters. Jeff Janis, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry. Those are the four starting wide receivers that you're going to have. And you have five rookies to learn under them. Five. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So move on. Sh- uh, Sean Coleman, Joel, uh, Joel Batonio, J.C. Treader, Kevin Zeitler, and Chris Hubbard. Those are your offensive linemen starting the year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Darren Fells and David Njoku. Those are your starting tight ends. I love David Njoku. Oh, so do I. He's so talented. And he rapes in Madden. He does. He's in he oh god, we're not even gonna get started. I beat my roommate uh on Madden yesterday. I was at the Browns. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, your two starting running backs that you're gonna address? Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb. Oh, behind them you have Duke Johnson. Yeah, Duke Johnson's he more he's more of a pass catching running back than he is a He is. Uh, but guess what? If you bring him in on third and goal at the two, he's running into the end zone because all he knows is how to run forward. Yeah. I mean, he's not juking anybody out. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have the agility, but he has the he has power. Yeah. That's the word. So then your def- your your defensive line, Miles Garrett, Travon Coley, Larry uh Ogunjabi, and Emmanuel Ogba. Fantastic. <laughs> Jamie Collins as your linebacker. Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey, and Denzel Ward. Oh, that's also your rookie corner, cornerback on the left side. EJ Gaines, right side. Oh, what's that? Demarius Randall and Jabril Peppers are your safeties. And your nickelback is Travis Carey. They have a fantastic lineup going into the year. The offensive line is a little questionable, but everything else stacked. You are missing a linebacker. Who? Michael Kendricks. Yeah, you know what? There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. I thought it actually didn't have it listed on there. Then I realized why you didn't read it. <laughs> There's a reason. For anybody that doesn't know, Michael Kendricks was on the Eagles last year, and now he's on the Browns for a one-year contract. Yeah. Why did we get rid of Michael Kendricks? (laughs) (laughs) Why did we get rid of Jordy Nelson? Actually, I can give you a lot of reasons, but... I can give you a lot of reasons, but... (laughs) But, yeah. So, I mean, the Browns... The Browns are smart. They're going to use Tyrod for a year. Let him start. Let him run. Let him do all his stuff. And let Baker mature at the quarterback position. That's Yeah, that's exactly. And finally, the Browns are doing something right. And I couldn't be more excited. Me neither. Because you know what? Like, I have a friend at work. Now, he's a Steelers fan. And... He's just like, I don't care about the Browns. And I'm like, well, I do. I'm tired of seeing them be so shitty. Really? Like, I would, yeah. I would like to see them not be shitty anymore. It's so. it's really just because it's uh, a true underdog story, you know, being 1-31 for the past two seasons. Yeah, like – and and being the second team ever to go 0 and 16, like that's that's depressing. And I, I I hope they get their act together. I really do. Although the one thing that scares me is their offensive coordinator is Todd Haley. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Big bitch bet. We'll talk about that. 
Big Bitch Ben talks about everything. <laughs> they can't even draft a fucking quarterback without him immediately becoming a defensive little bitch. Oh my god, yeah. He is so <sighs> whatever. All right, off of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. Um in other young player news, obviously talking about Baker Mayfield before, Sam Darnold uh finally has signed his contract with the Jets. It is a four-year, $30.25 million fully guaranteed contract. It is fully guaranteed? Yes. Holy shit. Okay, I didn't read that. I saw that he signed, and I saw that it was a big contract. I did not know it was a fully guaranteed contract. Wow. I believe, I believe Baker Mayfield's as well. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, one second. I'm looking into the <laughs> Baker Mayfield thing. Um, full fully guaranteed amount is thirty two million six hundred eighty two thousand nine hundred eighty. Jesus. Uh that's his four year rookie contract with a twenty one million twenty one point eight million signing bonus. God, I missed my calling. <laughs> I don't even know. It's just I can't fathom having that much money being what 20 21 22. Yeah, god, like I am 23 right now. Do you understand how much shit I would buy? Like do you, you okay, if anybody listens to Barstool Sports, you understand uh Pat McAfee's barn of bad decisions, that would be me. <laughs> That's actually one that's 100% true though. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to have enough money to have a barn of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 18. I, I don't even know. I just... Yeah, 30.25 30. million fully guaranteed for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Good God, you lucky son of a bitch. And he's not even guaranteed as a starter. No, no who's, who's ahead of him? It's it's still out that it's going to be like a battle, really. Oh, my. It's obviously Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, and Josh McCown. If they're smart, they put in Bridgewater. Honestly, I don't – I mean, I, I, I agree, but I really don't know. Josh McCown's old. He can be like, you know, the mentor in the situation. He'll start four games and then get hurt. Yeah, I know. I mean <laughs> – I think honestly, Josh McCown should just retire and become a coach or an offensive coordinator or something because he knows the yeah. game. He's been around yeah. several leagues or several teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. I'm looking at the teams now: Arizona, Detroit, Oakland, Miami, Carolina, San Francisco, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Jets. Yeah, yeah. So he should he should just retire, become a quarterback coach, and just. Stay away from starting lineups. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and it. I think he will. I think he'll honestly probably retire this year. He should. Because, I mean, he's had a, I can't say good career, but decent. But my my biggest issue with Sam Darnold um, is I hope they don't start him right away. Um, he doesn't have a lot to throw to. Well, right now, I just I'm looking at it. Um, 
Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater are currently evenly what, splitting. What'd you say? I I have Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown listed above um, Sam Darnold. I have Sam Darnold listed as the third. Yeah, that, that's what it. That's what I'm looking at. And right now, Josh McCown and Bridgewater are evenly splitting uh, practice wet practice reps. Okay. Um, there's an article here which I'm not going to read into. It. I just saw the headline, and then we're kind of running run with that a little bit. Uh, is trading Teddy Bridgewater should be the first thing the Jets goal? The, the should be the Jets goal this offseason. I wouldn't like before. Okay, so before Bridgewater got hurt, he was actually a really good quarterback. He yes. And, and why would you want to get rid of that? I. I just I really think that they're really just expecting him to not be the player that he was. I mean, he's had two years off and plenty of time to heal. I think he's gonna come back he's gonna come back well rested. Yes, the it's the game's gonna catch up to him quick. But I think that he's going to be able to adapt. Now if he gets hurt again, I completely understand the whole point of not keeping him. I get that. But there has to be there has to be some merit in seeing that, oh hey, he was actually really good. Yeah. So I don't know. I I really I really don't know either. It's very it's very up in the air. Um but very jets. Yeah it's very yeah it's a very jets situation. Yeah. But moving on, uh, interestingly enough, you know that I'm a big Lamar Jackson guy. I loved watching him at Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of disappointed when he went to the Ravens, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco, apparently the Mr. Elite quarterback, is having the best camp of his career, supposedly. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't like hearing this. I want Joe Flacco out of Baltimore. Uh, but apparently he made six beautiful medium to deep throws right on the money. Uh, apparently two were more than 40 yards to John Brown, which who is apparently doing amazing in camp this year. And apparently they were tight window throws. And he did several zippy, seam deep, and slant throws to Hayden Hurst. Okay, so here's what I will say. And it's what is always said in baseball. Don't don't take spring training statistics as gospel. Exactly. Don't take training camp. As gospel, Joe Flacco has yet to prove that he was elite outside of his Super Bowl run that year. Mm -hmm. Before that, he has not been the same player. And after that, he's not been the same player. It was literally that playoff run. And the, the problem is this is all with minimal like minimal contact, not a lot of pressure. Like 
This is training camp. Allen Iverson, you want to talk about practice? You want to talk about practice? No, let's talk about the game. We'll see how he looks Thursday night. Yeah, we'll really, we'll, we will see. And uh, whatever, whenever the Hall of Fame game is, is it Friday night? Friday night, I believe. Um, Dude, it's Friday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah, the second is Thursday because tomorrow's the 31st. Wednesday's the first. Yeah, Thursday the second. Okay. All right. That makes it even more exciting for me. But, um, I mean, I doubt he's going to play really at all on Thursday. He's got to play at least a drive. He'll at least, yeah, and then they'll put in Lamar Jackson and let that run. Yeah. That's a pretty big pun in there. I didn't realize that, but um, (laughs) – and we talked about this before, and I'm still kind of confused. I mean, I'm not confused. I'm just – it's not something you hear about too often, but uh, this is a quote uh, from the head coach of the uh, Ravens. Um, Sometimes Lamar will be the quarterback. Sometimes we'll have two quarterbacks. Sometimes Joe is doing something else. Sometimes Lamar will be doing something else. We try to be creative, and that's all I can really tell you. We try to be creative using both the players to their strengths. Okay. Um, and, does, and who was that, Harbaugh? Yeah. Okay. Harbaugh is just pretty much giving us mixed signals. He's that's, like yeah. he's like a hot girl at the bar that's not sure if she wants to go home with you yet. Like, yeah. It's like, keep buying <laughs> me drinks and you might find out. It's like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I'm, I'm broke. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's pretty much going to say, okay, well, we're going to leave Lamar Jackson open to the possibility of maybe possibly starting him. No, you're not, you cock tease. You aren't starting him. We know you're not starting him. <laughs> like, yeah, it... just let Flacco finish out his, his run in Baltimore and then release him or trade him and bring in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's what they're going to do. Obviously, they're not going to be like, yeah, Lamar Jackson's our starter, even though we owe this Joe guy a ton, a ton of money. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, um, how big are you on the Colts? <laughs> I'm skeptically optimistic. <laughs> that, that's honestly the perfect way to describe when I how I feel about the Colts right now. Yeah, so I had gotten word that Luck was back. He was we saw him throw. Yes. But <laughs> Yeah, there's always a but when it comes to Andrew Luck. He said that there was no pain in his shoulder, but he is tired and sore. What does that tell me? There's pain in his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I want to see Andrew Luck play, but I don't want to see him play behind that offensive line. No. I don't want to see him just trying to complete balls to T.Y. Hilton in triple coverage because he has no other freaking weapons. I, uh... Talk, talking about Andrew Luck, because obviously he, he's a great quarterback when he's healthy. Oh, yes. Uh, this isn't directly about his play style or anything involving his actual, you know, performance. Have you followed this man on Twitter? Uh, no, because I 
I don't want to watch paint dry. No, 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 no. His Twitter is hilarious. From what I've heard, he is the most boring man in the world. No, <laughs> Captain Andrew Luck. It's okay. I find it hilarious because I have a weird sense of humor. But what it is is the way he announces that, like, he, um, you know, if he's back on the field or whatever, is almost like a Civil War soldier writing to his like wife or his family back home. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> like his most recent one, five days ago. Dearest mother, today I again report for basic training. I feel I am more well prepared for the battles ahead than I have been for some time. I shall fire my sidearm in abundance, and it will be marvelous. My heart is glowing, my neck beard full, and my resolve strong. Andrew. Oh, God. I just pulled up his Twitter. <laughs> it's, uh, I find it so funny. It's the best thing. But it's all... All of his tweets are dearest mother. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I highly suggest is for the people his, that... like legit verified Twitter account. It's not verified. It's, it's not verified, but it's at his actual Twitter. Are we sure about that? I can't find any other Twitter for Andrew Luck. Okay, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, let's see here. I mean, Corey Lindsley, Cooper Cup, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe Thomas follow him, so I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, this is the legit guy. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's hilarious, though. Like, that's how I get my Andrew Luck news sometimes. I just go on Twitter and look at his Twitter and see if he said anything. Yeah, yeah. Go Andrew Luck. At least he's found a way to make himself relevant. Yeah, he... I honestly, from this point, I truly, truly, truly believe that Jacoby Brissett will be starting by week eight. Yeah, I honestly, I, I believe that too. I have no reason to believe that Andrew Luck is completely healthy, and if he is completely healthy, he's going to get hurt. Like, it, I don't know. I have no faith in Andrew Luck right now, and – it sucks because he was a number one pick, but he'll be the number he'll be the another quarterback from that draft that just could not make it in football. Yeah, it's not that he couldn't make it. I mean, he obviously couldn't, but like, it's that he physically just got could not make it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing with that with that um, with that draft is like you look at Andrew Luck and you look at RG three, the top two picks. They. They were, they're both completely out. Yeah, like, or not I completely mean, out, but they're both injury prone to shit. And they're not starters currently. Exactly. I mean, luck will be come week one. I do, I do not doubt that luck will be the starter come week one. Yeah. I, as I mentioned before, because you're upset about Michael Kendricks not being on the Eagles anymore, I'm upset about Jordan Nelson not being on the Packers anymore. Yeah. There's a quote here from Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. I can't say enough good things. I can't believe Green Bay let him go, but I'm glad he's here. I respect Derek Carr as a quarterback, but fuck you, Derek Carr. <laughs> he just put you guys on spot. He really did. You know, he continues to say, uh, the thing that you hear about that he can't run anymore, that's false. I can tell you he's one of the fastest skill guys that we still have. He can run. 
you can see that in his route running. If he can win on underneath routes, that means DBs are scared about what he can do over the top. He's still classic Jordy Nelson, that's for sure. Again, fuck you, Derek Carr. Okay, okay, hold on. But I do have something to say about this. Yes. Who is on their back more? Kiara Mayo with Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr on a football field? Ooh, yeah. That's, that's, um, <laughs> wow. I mean, that he he's on his back all the time. And if it's not on his back, he's broken his back. Yeah, I mean... Um, I, I don't have the I don't have the Raiders doing very well this year. I don't either. Uh, I have pretty much your whole division sweeping the Ra- Raiders. <laughs> it's just God. It, I'm I'm over the fact that he's gone. Obviously, there's nothing that's going to happen. What's going to happen is he's going to play two years in Oakland, retire, and retire as a Packer. Hopefully, hopefully. But uh, wouldn't that piss you off if he just retires a Raider? It would literally make my blood boil. <laughs> or like a Dolphin because like he stays one long, one more year longer than he needs to. Yeah, it would be Miami he would go to probably. Yeah, I mean that's where careers go to die. <laughs> okay, there's three teams I've noticed this that their career like players' careers goes to die. They have good years there. But they never do amazing, or they're you know players go there when they're old. It's yeah. Miami, Baltimore, yep. and Arizona. Yep, 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 yep. Completely, one hundred percent. It's. <laughs> I mean, obviously Carson Palmer was old in Arizona. Larry Fitz has been there his entire career, so that's an exception. Yeah, but, but like then... Miami's full of old old players. I, I know. My, it, it's sad to look at Miami and like the potential that Ryan Tannehill could have, but he's surrounded by people that are just not able to keep up with him or protect him or give him anything. It, like, yeah, he's really just a man on the football field. It's like when you were kids and like you would have the football and then you try to run away from your friends. And then once you get tackled, you have to drop it and it just continues from there. Yeah, smear the queer. Yeah, that's exactly how <laughs> a game of football is for Ryan Tannehill. Do you understand, like, do you understand how homophobic our childhood was? I know. I, it's so bad when you go back to think about how games were and you're like, wow, that's really insensitive. Yeah, like, we had a game called Smear the Queer. And, like, I, I love gay people. One of my fr- one of my closest friends is gay. Yeah. And I, I, I love him. But, I, good God. Like, we were very insensitive. Yeah, now it's like. You want to ask people if they played that game when you were, they were kids, and you're like, was I just fucked up? Or like, <laughs> did everybody call it this? <laughs> yeah. So when you said it, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not just, it's not just you, buddy. We had it too. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, oh, God, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. But no, I obviously, I hope that, you know, being a Jordan Nelson fan, I really hope he does well in Oakland. Um, but this is the situation that I think this creates is that Jordy Nelson is literally just going to become Derek Carr's quarterback coach in the sense that, uh, he played with Aaron Rodgers for how many years. And that's another thing too, is like Derek Carr is 
uberly talented, but he does he does not have an offensive line. No, he really does like, not. Like we we saw that with Marshawn Lynch. I had a I have a buddy of mine who is a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. He would come into work. Oh yeah, them Raiders. They gonna do so good. They didn't do shit. Yeah, Marshawn Marshawn didn't do shit. <laughs> no, they, and that's how it's gonna be because they just don't have that good of an offensive line. No, they they really don't. They really don't. Uh, I also want to mention uh, earlier um, we did miss one uh, running back. I just saw this now um, for the Panthers, uh, C.J. Anderson. Yeah, I saw him, but I didn't really say him because outside of one good year in Denver, what has he really done? True. So, I mean, he he has to have a very strong offensive line in front of him. That that's very that's very true. Um also, I just saw um a video here. Dalvin Cook is going off for the Vikings right now. Listen, um that can transition into uh our predictions because unless you have something else, that's where I would like to go. Um no, I was that's what I was using for the transition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at me fucking up a segue. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into our predictions of what we think is going to happen this year. Starting with, we'll start with the NFC North and the Minnesota Vikings. How do you have the Vikings faring by the end of the year? Um, in a realistic uh, sense. Yeah. Not a fanboy sense of the Green Bay Packers. No, and I know. I, I'm thinking. Um, with the competition of the Packers, Lions, and Bears, I would say I'll go 9-7, and 10-6. Uh, you had it spot on for me. I had I have them finishing 10-6 and six, um, and actually winning the division. Um, I, I don't see a defense really matching the Minnesota Vikings this year in your division at all. Um, no, not they, really. They're, they're a very strong defense. And now they have Kirk, uh, Kirk cousins and, um, or as, uh, chiseled Adonis says, Kirk family member. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the Vikings are going to go 10 and six. They're, they're just too strong on all, on all counts. So they, they really are. Um, yeah, I would say nine and seven would be their lowest. I wouldn't put. I I don't see them going eight and eight. To be completely honest, no, no. Um, we'll go to your Green Bay Packers. How do you think they fare? Um, let's see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers coming off of injury. There's a lot of new additions. Our defense is getting better, but young. I want to say that. Uh, optimistically, but still realistic, nine and seven. But realistically, probably eight and eight. I had a nine and seven uh, record as well for the Packers, maybe getting a wild card berth, but I don't think so. I think the Packers are going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, I, I, it's hard because you don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. You really don't. You really can't. Honestly, you can't. he's. Probably the best – like, honestly, yes, Tom Brady statistically is the best quarterback in the league. Aaron Rodgers is the best. Um, 
I wouldn't even he, say statistically. Rings just talk. No, Brady. <laughs> Brady statistically is is the best because he's the most consistent. That the, yeah, that, there you go. That's the best way to put it. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is talent wise the best quarterback in the league, and mm-hmm. the fact is, the Packers still have not put weapons around him, and it's it's hard because. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers win another ring or two because he deserves it. He's earned it. But at the same time, I just don't see the moves being made quick enough for him to make it there. Yeah. But um, moving on, the Detroit Lions, I have them making it a 9-7 and seven run this year um, tied with the Packers. So – I don't know about you, but I think the Lions will fare about about the same. They have a better defense, and Matthew, don't call him Matt Stafford, um, is really, really coming into his own the past couple of years, um, really making that quarterback position his. So I truly think that they're going to have a very strong year. See, I have eight and eight, um, but nine and seven I think would also make sense. Yeah, it, a couple of the games I have I, – I, toss-ups i mean between the packers and the lions either one could go from a seven and nine to nine and seven in a matter of two games yeah you know it's it's very subjective but then with the bears i have them finishing dead last in the division at six and ten i don't trust mitchell trubisky um at quarterback I, I just don't – I don't think that he has the true talent for it yet. Um, he still has a lot of work, and it's going to take a lot of failing before he becomes a true standout quarterback um, that the Bears need. And to be honest, I don't think he's going to get that chance because I think by the end of the year they're looking for another quarterback. Yeah, um, I had them uh, actually going 6-10 uh, and 10 as well, optimistically going 7-9. and nine. Um but they're not that. Yeah, it, it's Mitchell Trubisky. They they pulled the trigger on him way too early. Um, you know, he didn't play nearly enough when he was in college. He showed last season that he has potential, but it's it's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's the thing is like it, it it's not really scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it, it's it's just too soon. There's just not enough there to make me believe that he's a number one quarterback. Um, and looking at their looking at their depth chart, I mean, they have talent there. They have Taylor Gabriel who came over from Atlanta, Allen Robinson who came over from Jacksonville, um, Josh Bellamy coming from Washington, Kevin White coming back, but is he going to stay healthy? Marlon Brown. Um, I mean, they have talent around him. Not to mention Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, one of the best one-two running back punches in the league. Um, Trey Burton from Philadelphia, he's a great pass catcher and apparently a great quarterback on the run because he can complete a pass to Nick Foles. Um, so there's a lot of talent on that on that offense, but that defense is is, is suspect. I mean, Danny Trevathan's good. Prince of Mukamara can be good. Akeem Hicks. Eh. Um, we I don't think we've seen the best out of him. Um, 
it, it, there's just a lot of mismatch on the defense, and I think that's going to be their big fall. Plus, I don't know if Mitch Trubisky can get the ball downfield. I mean, he has a good arm, but is he accurate with it? We haven't seen it. Um, we haven't seen it out of him yet because, to be frank, he hasn't been able to show it off yet. So, it, it's. I think the Bears, they could surprise people, but I just don't see it. Um. One quick thing before we jump over to the AFC North. This is kind of going to make you laugh. I don't know if you saw this or not, but the Cowboys uh, this offseason, obviously they're helping Dak Prescott because he's very overrated at this point. He needs to prove people wrong, I guess, is what they're trying to do. He needs to play better, Uh, not depend on Ezekiel Elliott so much. They were showing him tape of Carson Wentz, basically, to teach him how to be a better quarterback. That is actually true. Oh, this it is. Just make, this just makes me so happy. Obviously, it's not uncommon for other quarterbacks to study each other, as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have admitted that they will watch each other play and break down what they could do better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they're not division rivals. I know, and it's the fact that it's Dak Prescott. I like, know. If I saw Tony Romo doing that, I'd be like, Oof, I'm sorry, Tony. I like you. But the fact that it's Dak Prescott just really warms my heart, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. Yeah, no, I'm looking this up now. This is – the oh, 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 this makes me – this makes me want to blow my my load. (laughs) Just (laughs) the fattest of nut. Yes. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome for that. Thank you. Thank you. This this is going to put a never-ending smile on my face. <laughs> I saw that earlier today. I was like, well, we got to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh so much joy. Okay. <laughs> Moving that, on. Yeah, now that you're done having your little moment. Uh, yeah. Out of the AFC North, you, you want to start out with the obvious one here? Um, which obvious one? The winner of the AFC North? The mega loser of the AFC North. You mean the Bengals? (laughs) (laughs) Just because you have Andy Dalton doesn't make you the mega loser. Uh, it does. (laughs) Um, I have the Bengals going 5 and 11. I have them going 4 and... (laughs) I have them going 4 and 12. Um... What there, there's just not enough done to their team that makes me think that they're going to do any better. Like they just their draft was not very good. Um, ooh, excuse me, I just burped. Um, but their draft was not the greatest. They they didn't really address the offensive line, which has been a huge issue. Notice my Dr. Cox there. Um, it's they're just a train wreck. The Bengals are a train wreck. They really are. Um, yeah. I mean, last year they went seven and nine. Um, this year I think they drop even farther to five and eleven because it's. I like Andy Dalton because he's not a he's not a terrible quarterback. Can Tyler Eifert stay healthy? Can Andy Dalton not get sacked? AJ Green cannot be your only wide receiver 
And Brandon LaFell has yet to prove that he's an elite wide receiver. So, I mean, John Ross, yeah, he's quick, but can he catch a ball? No. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he he's inconsistent as all hell. It, it, it's just too much to, to look at and just be like, wow, these guys suck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't really have too many opinions on the Bengals, but I think uh, 5-11 and 11 or 4-12 and 12 is an accurate uh, standings for this next season. But uh, we are going over a little little over an hour right now, so I think we're going to kind of like power through the next three teams. Yeah, yeah the next couple we should try to power through. Um, the Browns, 5-11, and 11, I think they – I think they're going to be one of the better comeback teams of the year this year just because you can't get any worse than 0-16. Um, I think they're going to win over the Steelers week one. Um, I think really? that they're – I do because um, I think the Steelers play them at, at Cleveland. Um, I could be wrong, but I do think that the Steelers play them in Cleveland. And I think the Browns are going to come out guns blazing. I think they're going to try to come out and at least get that win off their shoulder, get that monkey off their back. And I think the, I think the Steelers, there's too much drama in Pittsburgh right now. And I don't know if they're going to be completely focused on the game going into Cleveland. Cause I think they're just going to underestimate them to be completely honest. Um, yes. The Steelers are visiting Cleveland on September 9th. So, I, I don't, I don't see the Steelers making it out of there, and I think the Browns get that first win and it starts them off strong. But I think they fall off afterwards. Yeah, I would say five and eleven, optimistically six ten. Yeah, I mean, if they hey, if they finish above the Bengals, that's a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, immediately. Um, the Ravens, I have them at eight and eight. Um, they're not going to do any better or any worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think eight is going to be their lucky number. Honestly, Lamar Jackson record. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's actually a good little uh, good little comparison there. I, I yeah, I just I don't I don't know if they're really I don't know if they're really bad or really good because I think they're just going to be eh. yeah, they'll be <laughs> adequate. Yeah, I think last year they finished nine and seven, and two of those wins were over the Browns, and I think the Browns beat them at home this year. So, um, I think that's I think that's another win for the Browns um, towards their five and eleven season, which means that the Steelers are going to win this division. I have them going eleven and five. Um, I think they're going to start off rocky, but I think they're going to string a lot of wins together because we know how Ben plays when he's pissed. And I think he's going to start off. I think I had them starting off like two and three. And I think he's just going to come out guns a blazing, hit, in, hit AB, hit Le'Veon when he comes back week eight and just just completely obliterate the AFC North. Yeah, I really think that's how it's going to happen too. Uh, big Bitch Ben does his best when he's in Big Bitch Ben mode. So, Yeah, I think he's going to – now that they have a quarterback there, ready to take his position, I think now he's going to play football and be like, okay, now it's time for me to step up and show that I'm not going to be taken out the pasture like old Yeller. Yeah, he's, he, he's a scared angry is what he is. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's scared of his job because, honestly, if he doesn't do well this year, I think he has one year left 
I think this is like this is the year before his make or break year if he doesn't do well. Yeah, it really is. But um, next week, I think we do the East, AFC and NFC East. All right. Um, so that's a nice little teaser for what we have going on next week. And if there's nothing else to add, I think we start winding down this podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Damien has any news about the uh, wrestling podcast or anything. Oh, um, actually, do your do your plugs for social media and Twitch and stuff. I have to look at something really quick before I can give news on that. Okay. Uh, so all of our social media, I believe, is in the description for the show. But you can uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at it's Michael P. That's also my Twitter. Um, if you really feel like being super friendly, adding me on Snapchat. Uh, if I, if you add me and I don't add you back, send me a message. Let me know you're a fan and I'll definitely give you some love. Um, that sounds hella weird, but it's not what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) If you're into, uh, some video games, uh, right now I'm waiting for Madden 19 to drop. Um, I'm going to be streaming that on Twitch a lot, assuming I can afford it. And then right now I'm currently just streaming a lot of Fortnite, a little bit of basketball, um, Basically, whatever I feel like playing that day, whatever my friends want to play, uh, if they want to play with me, feel like doing that, I'll stream that game. So uh, that's uh, Cannot Get Drunk. It's also my gamer tag for Xbox. Inside joke from many, many years ago. Um, but I believe that's all I really have to plug. I'm a very simple person. Yeah. <laughs> um you will soon see me on some of his streams just because I will soon be getting everything completely set up at my new house. So you will soon see me on the Twitch stream for cannot get drunk. Um, all of my social media is in there, but you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller um, on Twitter at dmill one three nine on Instagram and add me on Snapchat dmill one three nine. Again, the first episode of in the ring Um, We will be watching the A block, B block, and absolute finals of the G1 Climax from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that is the finals of A block and B block take place on Friday, August 10th, Saturday, August 11th. And then the absolute finals are August 12th. That's a Sunday um, from Budokan Hall. So we will be recording probably two podcasts that monday uh, august 13th um and then in the huddle we'll drop on the 14th and i think we'll drop in the ring on the 15th so maybe we'll change that recording to maybe the 14th but um yeah all those wrestling shows are on the weekend so if you want to follow along just sign up for new japan world um and you can watch it there on at njpwworld.com it's only like eight bucks um I'll give you my information to sign in. You can watch them. Um, But that'll be the first show, and that will drop on Wednesday, August 15th. Sound good? Uh, I mean, I currently have no plans at the moment, but I will make time to do it. So, um, And that will be on my feed. That will be a completely separate feed from In the Huddle, but hopefully we're going to be able to get it to places that carry In the Huddle. Yeah. uh, I really want, you know, all of our both of our podcasts uh, to be on 
the same streaming services. So it's easy to find whether you want football, you want wrestling, whatever you want. You can find us wherever. Uh, one quick thing before we officially sign off. Damien, we're both uh, students of Full Sail University. Um, and we're, you know, very glad to be a part of the Die Hard Sports Radio Network. Yes. Um, I've been having fun with it. I know you've been having fun with it. I just want to say, um, kind of give a shout out here. We have a website now. I'm not writing articles. I know Damien is. Um, yeah, I'm actually getting off here to write an article. See? I mean, the man's busy. But <laughs> uh, as we say multiple times, I have my show on Wednesdays. Uh, Damien has his on Sundays. But not just go on. Well, not at the moment. Yeah. But uh, if you feel like, you know, supporting Die Hard Sports Radio, you know, we have an app if you're an iPhone uh, user, Android, hopefully coming soon. But we have a website, it's dhsradio.com. Uh, you can find everything about our shows. You know, there's there's tons of us. It's not just me and Damien and Joe. There's uh, there's several, 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 several shows uh, throughout the week. Um, but if you want to go on there, you know, support us, listen to us. Um, like I said, if you have an iPhone, we have our own app. If you don't have an iPhone, you can download the Mixler app and follow us on there. Uh, it would mean a lot. Uh, our president, Joe Zolo, um, has put in blood, sweat, and tears into this project. So uh, I feel like just giving him a little bit of a shout out, you know, for letting us be part of this opportunity. Absolutely. That, that man works hard. So if you're, if you're on Twitter, tweet at DH, uh, DHS radio and just give Joe Zolo a little bit of love because he completely and utterly deserves it. That man puts in a lot of work on top of his full-time job. So, I mean, he is true. He is truly just a one of a kind human being. And we want to thank Joe any chance that we get. So yeah, good shout out there. Um, dhsradio.com is where you can find my articles uh, Michael's uh, Michael's live show you can find our podcast anywhere Spotify, Google Play Apple Apple Podcasts uh, anywhere you get your podcast really is where we're at so until the next time that we talk stay safe, peace, love and hugs and we will talk to you all next week <laughs>